Dennyville News Dune is finally available here in the U.S. And to those that say they're going to try to watch it this weekend, I say Dune or do not. There is no try. Hello everybody, I'm Dan Merle here with my review of one of the most anticipated films both of 2020 and 2021, Dennyville News Dune, which is an adaptation of the novel by Frank Herbert. There are actually several Dune novels. There's a whole Duneiverse that you could jump into if you're so inclined. And just for context on this review, I came into Dune completely cold. Despite some begging from Mara, who is very much into Dune, I did not watch the David Lynch original. I did not read any of the source material. I didn't do any of the catch-ups or anything like that. That because I was actually very interested to see what my reaction would be. I did not come in from a knowledge base of really anything other than that there were sandworms and something called spice. That was about all that I knew. But if you do want a brief premise of the film, and I could sit here for as long as the film actually is trying to explain the plot to you, but very briefly, Dune largely covers the exploits of House Atreides, which is under the leadership of a fabulously bearded Oscar Isaac. House Atreides is given custodianship over a planet called Arrakis, which is the only source of the most valuable substance in the universe, Spice. Paul Atreides, who's played by Timothy Chalamet, is heir to his father's title and has special gifts that are passed down from his mother, who's played by Rebecca Ferguson. Paul also begins dreaming of a mysterious girl on Arrakis, who's played by Zendaya. As House Atreides becomes familiar with the perils of Arrakis, including massive sandworms that can track human movement, a conspiracy throws their plans into chaos and forces Paul to confront his visions in person. The supporting cast of Dune is really stacked. You have Jason Momoa as Paul's confidant Duncan, Josh Brolin as Gurney, leader of House Atreides' forces, Stellan Skarsgård as the Baron of House Harkonnen, which is the chief rival of House Atreides. You also have Dave Bautista as the Harkonnen's head of ground forces, and Javier Bardem as Stilgar, leader of the Fremen, who are native to Arrakis. And I know that sounds dense. There is a lot that is thrown into you with Dune. You are getting introduced to this world, but the way that this is written and the way that, that it is shown on screen, it was not hard for me to track what was going on. And that's kind of the first obstacle and something that I was really worried about. Is this going to be a movie that's made for Dune fans at the expense of people that are not familiar with the world whatsoever? I was able to follow the story, and it's partly due to the fact that this is a breathtakingly well-made film. Dune is what big screen cinema should be. It is risky, it is ambitious, and more than anything, it is driven by a desire to take the audience to a world and to show them things that they have never seen before. Denis Villeneuve is one of the most exciting filmmakers working today, and I know that a lot of times he draws parallels to Christopher Nolan uh, because they both are, you know, came out around the same time or kind of hit big around the same time. And they're both doing movies that are made for the big screen. They want audiences to see their films projected as big as they can. But there's one crucial difference, and I think that it's really highlighted by this film and Nolan's previous film, Tenet, which is that Christopher Nolan seems very committed to making big screen efforts for himself. Whereas Denis Villeneuve seems very committed to making big screen efforts for the audience. I'm not saying that Christopher Nolan is a bad filmmaker because of that, but I found Tenet to be a very self-indulgent film, whereas I find Dune to be driven by a real desire on the part of Denis Villeneuve to bring you into this world and to introduce you to everything that Dune has to offer. As with any film, there's an entire team, of course, behind the director, and any discussion of Dune really also has to turn to the cinematography by Greg Fraser. Greg Fraser was the DP of 
of ZR Dark 30. He was the DP on Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, and he is the DP on Matt Reeves' upcoming The Batman. And what is brought to this film is a distinct feel and look for each world that you're going to, which not only looks great, but also keeps us surprised as we hop between these different planets, particularly in the first half. It's not just this overall glossy sheen. There is an intent and a purpose behind how every single setting looks, and that gives you unconscious cues as a viewer to know after one or two times exactly where you are just by the color temperature, the lighting, uh, the style, etc. There is a vision behind this movie that you can see in every single frame. I expect Greg Fraser's cinematography to be recognized at the Academy Awards. I think that there are going to be hopefully a lot of nominations generated by this film because it is a really beautiful film. And Denis Villeneuve has worked with so many great cinematographers, obviously Roger Deakins, Greg Fraser, and more. Uh, you can see that he is someone who is able to work very well with the person who's in charge of how this film looks to come up with a coherent vision. The on-set cinematography is also tied together with some great visual effects. He's are some of the most immersive visual effects that I've seen in a film and I don't know how long. There was really no point where in my brain I was saying, oh, I'm looking at a special effect. It's just done so well and again, integrated so much with the other parts of the production. The visual effects are supervised by Paul Lambert, who is a two-time Oscar winner for Denis Villeneuve's previous film, Blade Runner 2049, and also for First Man, which was from Damien Chazelle. And then you have Hans Zimmer. His score really does help to enhance the epic feel of this film. You hire Hans Zimmer for a reason, uh, and he delivers. I did feel, however, that the Hans Zimmer score did not overwhelm the movie, as I felt in some previous efforts from him, where it seems like he's kind of taking the reins away uh, from the movie and kind of turning it into a showcase uh, of his own musical talent. Uh, again, it, it's this unity of vision, this unity of purpose, and being able to create a coherent world that makes Dune work as well as it does. The performances, as I mentioned, are solid all around, and you have Timothy Chalamet at the center of this film. He's obviously being set up as the anchor, not just to this first Dune movie, but to any future Dune movies. We'll discuss that in just a moment. And when we talk about, you know, drawing comparisons between Timothy Chalamet to any other actors, I would draw a line a little bit to a young leader DiCaprio uh, because he's sort of a studio executive's dream. Uh, he can be the teen heartthrob. Uh, he can be that sort of young anchor star because he's got those movie star looks, but at the same time, he has the talent to back it up. He is an exceptionally talented actor. And here with Paul Atreides, you have a character who is conflicted, a character who is torn between worlds. And I feel like this plays to Timothy Chalamet's strengths. We've seen him. He's obviously an Oscar-nominated actor, uh, but we've seen him play these sort of characters before and you believe that he can be at the heart of these movies it's not just casting based on looks it's casting based on ability and I think that you set yourself up well by putting Timothy Chalamet at the center of this film there's really not a bad performance in the bunch but two others that really stood out to me were Rebecca Ferguson and Oscar Isaac who play Paul's parents and they also are able to center their relationship with him and I think it's great when a movie's able to do this so many times when you have parents and a child in a movie their relationship is centered around conflict and anger and division. Here you have two parents, their entire relationship with their child is anchored around love. That is what everything turns around. And it's a, it's a lot more difficult to anchor a relationship on something that's not conflict because conflict is what makes a lot of movie scripts. That's what you want uh, between characters and between situations. Here you have very believable, sympathetic performances. You understand as they watch uh, their child who in, in some ways is growing beyond them and struggling with that 
that and going to places where they can't really help, I, I thought that there was a really standout performance from both of these actors. Dune is not just an effects-heavy popcorn picture. There is real ambition behind what they're trying to do with this movie beyond just selling the sequel. Dune is not about selling Dune as a product. Dune is about selling Dune as a story, as an epic, as something that they want you to connect with and want to grow with and see more of. And it's refreshing to see that. This is very much a, a gamble on the part of Warner Brothers, again, with Denis Villeneuve at the helm of the movie, uh, because they obviously are wanting to go with the big franchise here, but they're not cutting any corners and they're not hedging any bets when it comes to that. And in my opinion, I think that should be rewarded when you're able to pull it off. I've shown some anger and some reticence at other movies Alita Battle Angel was one of them, where I felt like the first movie was really just set up for the future movies, only because I didn't feel like they achieved a whole lot in that one movie. I felt like it was all just to establish something for future sequels. Here, this really does feel like the first part of a story. It doesn't feel like they're just selling you one movie in order to sell you other movies. It's kind of like telling you part of a story and then hoping that you're going to come back to hear the rest of that story. This is unapologetically a part one more than I had even anticipated. And you run that risk because technically, I mean, Warner Brothers, I think this week has indicated that uh, they seem to be committed to doing the sequels. But at the same time, if this doesn't make any money, it's hard to imagine that they would just throw more money at it for the sake of finishing this story it's kind of like watching a tv series and we're in the middle of season one right now if this tv series gets canceled in the middle of the season and we never find out what happens then this is going to be a very frustrating movie to revisit because there is so much that is left open-ended so it is a risk but you also kind of have to admire the fact that they're just kind of went for it and had faith that people would show up because uh it's not like this movie could really exist on its own in in a full and complete form it is very much part of an ongoing story and i also think that that's the aspect of the movie if you were going to point to a weakness uh that i would point to because so many times when people say you know when, when i've expressed frustration uh at a movie that seemed to only set up another movie they said well what about Lord of the Rings and I think the one of the brilliant things about the Lord of the Rings films and the way that they were structured was that each one of those films had a conflict inside of it that was resolved inside of that movie whether that's Boromir and Fellowship of the Ring and the fact that you end with his story coming full circle or you have you know everything going on with the Battle of Helm's Deep and the Two Towers there was sort of a meta structure or a meta story inside of this larger story and I don't think that you quite have that in this film uh, I, I think that perhaps you could could have gone back maybe on the story level and said, okay, well, let's let's kind of try to find an arc that we can complete inside of this film so that those that may be a little frustrated that we are leaving the door wide open to whatever the next film will be, will still find this sort of narrative satisfaction. I don't necessarily know if you have that in this movie, so if you're not all in on Dune, or if it's just not something that interests you, then I could see you being a little frustrated by this uh, first film because you don't have that same kind of closed circle that you see in sagas like Lord of the Rings. And I invoke Lord of the Rings because I genuinely believe that if these future films are made, and if they execute on the same level as this first Dune film, I think that we could look at when this is all said and done, a saga that stands the test of time in the same way that Lord of the Rings has stood the test of time, in the same way that Star Wars has stood the test of time. I see that potential in this story and in these filmmakers. The question is, can they go on from this first film and deliver however many more uh, they want to do to, to tell this complete story? 
at the same level. If they're able to do it at this level, I think we could be looking at something really, really special here. And looking at the future and the possibility to make more films, this is the part of the review where I'm going to plead with you uh, to see it on the big screen because I now share Denis Villeneuve's frustration that this was made available day and date on HBO Max. And listen, I understand the concerns and I know that there are some people who don't have access to a theater. I know there are some people who don't uh, feel comfortable yet returning to a theater. And I know there are some people that don't have the means uh, perhaps to buy uh, an expensive movie ticket, particularly an IMAX movie ticket to go see the movie. However, if you have access to a theater, if you feel comfortable going to the theater, and if you have the means to buy a ticket to this movie, I beg you to please go see this on the big screen. This is a movie that was painted on a canvas as large as you can imagine. It was made to be seen on the biggest screen possible with the best sound possible. And if you're on the fence about it, I would just say think back to the great theatrical experiences of your life, whether that was 1977 Star Wars, whether that was the Lord of the Rings trilogy, whether that was Avengers Endgame. Think back to those unforgettable theatrical experiences I think that Dune has the potential to be one of those for you. And don't let the lure of convenience overwhelm the possibility that you could be seeing something in theaters that is truly special. Dune was made to be seen on the big screen. And if you have the capability to see it there, please, I beg of you, go and see it there. Now, if you decide to watch it at home and you watch it on HBO Max, the way that they do their metrics, uh, that also would help to drive interest in a new film. I'm not saying that, you know, you're not supporting the film if you choose to watch it at home, but please, for the love of God, don't pirate it because that doesn't do good for anybody. That, uh, that basically hurts the chances of uh, anyone that likes this movie seeing a new version of Dune. So even if you decide not to go to the theater, just, just watch the movie legitimately. Movies like Dune need your support. This is not a movie that's going to open to $100 million. It's not going to open to Venom, Let There Be Carnage numbers, or at least I don't think. I would be delighted if it did. This movie needs support in any way you can give it. So please support this film and show studios that you can take big swings with ambitious filmmakers. You can start a story and have faith that the audience is going to show up to finish it. Because if the audience doesn't show up, all that's going to do is to discourage studios from having the same kind of faith in ambitious stories with big filmmakers in the future. In case you couldn't tell, I was blown away by this movie. It's not a perfect film. Like I said, I think you could have done something to make it a little more self-contained while still opening the door to whatever the future installments may or may not be. And it's not going to be a film for everybody. I've already seen some responses from people saying like, well, they thought it was too slow, etc. Although it does seem like a lot of those people watched it at home. I'm just saying it is a different experience in the theater, but it's not a universal film. And I don't mean universal the studio. I mean, it's not a universal film that everybody is going to love. But when you look at Denis news filmography uh, between this and Arrival and Blade Runner 2049, I think it's pretty obvious that if you look at the list of subgenres, very specific subgenres that are very much my thing, ponderous Denis Villeneuve sci-fi epic is near the top of the list because this is one of my favorite movies of 2021. I was absolutely absorbed in this world. I think the craftsmanship behind this movie is incredible. I think that the acting in this movie is great. I think the possibilities of what's to come are great, but I also think that the actual things that we see on the screen in this film are equally as great. I am excited for the future of this franchise. And like I said, we could be looking at the open 
opening chapter of one of the greatest film sagas of all time. We have a long way to go, and there's certainly plenty of movies like this that have a great first movie, but we're not able to stick the landing. But I am looking forward to the future of Dune. It is what big screen filmmaking was made for. It is what the theatrical experience was made for. And I hope that you get a chance to enjoy it that way. So those are my thoughts on Dune. What do you think? Are you anxious to see the film as well? Let me know down in the comments below. And as always, thank you so much for watching. If you want to see even more of what I'm up to, you can check me out on Patreon at patreon.com slash Dan Merle as we wrap up October. Also, in case you missed the announcement, all of my reviews uh, as well as charts and anything else I'm doing here on the YouTube channel. They are all now available as an audio podcast. There's an audio podcast channel. You can see all those links down in the description below. So if you want to take me on the go and listen to me while you're jogging or whatever else, uh, then you can do that now. But first and foremost, thank you so much for watching me here today. I'm pumped up by Dune. I walked out of the theater on a high. I hope you're doing the same thing. I will see you next time. And until then, stay safe. Bye.